You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo Anti-Corona Edition. Aren't we, aren't, <laughs> I guess we've all got the time right now, huh? <laughs> yeah, because why not? I mean, we've got to fight. Uh, I'm your host, Stephen White. With Lacey me, as always, Hidley. is my co-host. Happy Monday, I hope. As happy as it can be, I tell you. Yeah. Uh, wow. It's been a crazy week, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's the, just everything... been a wild and crazy time. I feel like every week it gets, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to get worse. It just feels like we've progressed a little bit more down, uh, I don't even want to say it's dark. I just, it's a, it's, it's just, a very it's a crazy time. It's just, yeah, it's, this it's, is, this, I don't even know how to describe it anymore or how, if it's even like really settled in with me yet, you know, cause the, yeah. Yeah. Because there are times I can sit there and, and I feel like everything's business as usual and I got nothing to worry about. And I really can't say I have anything to worry about. I mean, I, I, I should. I'm, I, I guess I'm trying to be optimistic. Right. You know, like I, I still, still have a I job. still think vigilant, but don't panic. Like just pay attention, right. be more aware, just do what you're asked and then we'll get through it. And oh, yeah. I hate to see it, though. I hate to see it. But right. I think it's a crazy time. I don't even know how to absorb it right now. It's a crazy time. No, no, no. But, uh, but if you're least... one of the ones that's stuck at home, hopefully uh, we can keep providing content to uh, keep you entertained, if not for just an hour and a half or two hours each week. Mm-hmm. Try to and you know what? the spirits. I'll, I'll go ahead and throw out a little something extra for, for everyone. If If... You are literally stuck at home and you find yourself with nothing to do and and you're kind of aching for content because I've noticed things have cut back. You know, you mm-hmm. might not take it in at first and then you start realizing like my YouTube videos, you know, I like going to YouTube and seeing something new and I've noticed I, I'm not seeing as many updates throughout the day and I'm just like, well, this is... Disappointing, well, but I understand. I think it depends on who you're following too, because I've noticed, like, I feel like I've seen an uptick in individual creator content. Now, mm-hmm. now, mind you, that could be just like a little thing that they're putting on Twitter because they were bored and put something together, something like a TikTok or maybe a TikTok or things like that. So I've seen a little bit of an uptick in shorter things like that that people are creating, but right. But yeah, if they if they had like a job to go to or a studio or something that they were recording at, that's what you're going to see kind of starting to taper a little bit. But anyway, what I was trying to get at as I rambled through that, I rambled a lot <laughs> last week and no one mentioned anything about it. So, <laughs> I oh, care. I was I was wondering if anybody would. Yeah. Well, that's that's half the thing I'm talking about right now. If any of you out there, <laughs> you know. If you want to, if you want a little extra from us, 
throughout this dark time, let us know. Hashtag Super Mega Crash on Twitter, and and maybe we'll we'll find a way to give you little nuggets here and there, little extra bites. And uh, if that's that's what we need to do to kind of keep everything going for everybody, keep you entertained, be and your port in the storm as it will. Us too, because no, I yeah. mean. Even though I'm an introvert and a homebody, and I generally always choose to go home over going out if the option is pre- before me, you do still kind of run out of things throughout the day that you could clean or play or edit or, <laughs> you know, eventually you're just like, well, so yeah, let's do this. Do, do, do your part and maybe we can create some more to keep you there. I don't know. Yeah. And you know, know, you know what the worst part about it is and i'm gonna kind of out myself right now just a little bit because i have been working very very hard on the animated series i have been putting a lot of time and effort into it trying to get through i finally got through this one sequence that i've been trying to get to and now i'm moving on to this to our our main sequence uh within Mm -hmm. the the episode and there's a part of me that thinks me. this shouldn't take this long, but then you start looking at all the little details that I'm putting into it, and that's where the time is consumed because I felt like I oh, spent sure. so much time, four hours at least, on this one section. I'm like, why did this take so long? But then I have to think, look what you did. And then mm-hmm. I have to, I'm like, all right. But the worst part about it is I guarantee you if I had to stay home <laughs> for two weeks, <laughs> Something tells me I would I would be like nah nah it's and I really I, I is have, a strange thing. Yeah, I would I would let it all go and I wouldn't get any work done and I don't know why I would do that but something tells me I would do it. I mean, it's kind of happened to me. I'm not gonna lie because my jokes kind of been like oh day six of quarantine haven't left the house in thirty days uh, because well as most people know. <laughs> I had been kind of homebound before everything amped up to the level that we're seeing right now. Um, But yeah, you always just keep going, well, crap, it's not like I got anything all day tomorrow either. And so then you get like sucked into a game or a movie or something. And then you're like, I Mm -hmm. I did not. Well, I've got tomorrow. Well, I've got pretty much the next week. Well, now it looks like I've got two weeks. And it just just spirals. And just imagine all the stuff that could get done if, we all just like focused. So yeah, congratulations exactly. to those who are like absolutely taking advantage of all of this to their, you know, content creation, giving themselves all that extra time and probably pumping out a lot of good stuff. And then those of you who are kind of like us, don't be hard on yourself. Sometimes we need to just like mope and allow ourselves that time at home because <laughs> it is a weird, yeah. strange time. But hopefully we can brighten that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What have you been playing? Okay. This was the, there's one I want to talk about and I, and it's not even, I'm not even going to do a good job explaining it. So you're just going to, this, this whole thing is just for me. Okay. This is just okay. for me to vent. So this game is not brand new or anything, but I got this game called cultist simulator. And I think it came with like a humble bundle. I've been kind of visiting some backlog stuff lately. Cause why the heck not? I've got time. Sure. Um, uh, and it's, it's another card game. But it was definitely geared for the explorer mind. And I know I'm not this person. But for some, <laughs> something about this game kept drawing me in. Because the story is written so well that I want to finish the story. But the gameplay is complicated enough that 
I can't figure it out totally. So on the, it looks like just like a tabletop game and you're staring at a tabletop and you can choose between like one of three characters and I'm using quotations that you could play to start your cult. Um, so I started with one that I thought would be the easiest because it sounded like this character got more money, had more health and things like that. So I was like, that seems like a good starter. There's no tutorial. Let me start with that. There's no tutorial at all. This is how I know it was 100% built for those who love to just discover these things on their own. And so you're dealt cards. One could say what your job is. So there's these little boxes with timers that get put on the table and you would put the card in the right box and however long it would count down like 60 seconds. So it's got to wait that minute for your job to be finished to get your money and you would repeat that. But as you're going through and discovering things more about yourself, about the cult, about the lore that they've created, these other boxes will start popping up randomly like despair. Well, you have to feed it contentment. Where do you find contentment? So it's kind of like a trial and error. Well, maybe I need to study this thing and it'll spit out two new cards. Maybe it'll be fascination. But if I get too fascinated, that could suck me into this hole. And it's, you got to have all these different verbs that you're playing. Then you finally start getting your cult people together because you'll start getting lore and decide what kind of cult you want to do. But I keep basically getting like four hours worth of work erased because if there's like it comes to a point in the story where it wants me to do something and I've got like 60 seconds to figure it out but if I haven't gotten that far yet I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to study who I'm supposed to talk to to get a new card or a lore that I need so and I keep playing it and I don't know why I don't know why I'm doing it the story is so good, though. That's the problem. But again, it's kind of like permadeath. Mm. So mm. if you fail that section, that game shuts down. You got to start it all over. So if I've gotten like four or five hours in, it's just so frustrating because mm, and I've been trying to not look stuff up about it because I'm like, all right, let's play it how the dev wanted. But apparently this is like above my intelligence level or patience. I should say patience. It's always been my patience that's been my downfall. Like, I think I totally have the intelligence to do it, it but it's just, I, 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 I need it faster. I need to know what I'm supposed to do faster. <laughs> so um, maybe I'll report to you next week that I have gotten it figured out. But like, if the story just wasn't so good, because it's definitely a reading game, but whoever wrote this, like, it, it's so good. And that's what kept driving me to keep trying again. So I'm like, I want to see more of it. And I can't figure out who. But... <laughs> Um, so if you've just like liked yourself too much this week, I recommend picking up Culta Simulator, knock you back down a peg or two, you know, okay. can't have you going too cocky into the week. So, and then you're like, oh, Lace, I played it. It was so easy. What were you talking about? And then I'll have to raise my fist in your general direction from six feet away. <laughs> All right. then. <laughs> but... <laughs> But. I also did play um, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of demos, um, which we will actually be talking about a little later on in the show. Um, so I, I did get quite a few games uh, under my belt this week, but that was the one that I really tried to dive into and, and figure out. And I think I'm getting it, 
But then once I get to a part I don't know anymore, I'm like, mother. And so I'm like leaving it on pause because I'm like so scared mm. the timers will run down. And I'm like, nope, we got to figure this out. Look it up. Look it up. Why do you want that lore? I don't have that lore. And I don't know where to find that lore. Damn it. You know, and then that'll sit there forever. And that's been my week. Just yelling at myself over oh, okay. lore. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? What have you been playing this week? That's really the well, only thing that I can remember that, like, good God in heaven, I wanted to get through it. Well, let's see. Uh, I finished Outer Worlds. Did I finish Outer Worlds last week? Or, I don't think so. I don't think, I didn't think so. I thought I probably did it last weekend after the podcast. Probably. So I finished Maybe Outer Worlds. Um, I felt that the ending that I had i got was good like oh, okay. i felt like i did what i wanted to do which was make the universe a better place despite <clears throat> when i when i was getting to the end i was like i'm gonna ruin everything you know because <laughs> i thought one wrong choice yeah because you know i'd been building these reputations and all this stuff so i mean i guess at some point you're gonna have to ruin one you're gonna have yeah. to just put down the gauntlet and be like all right uh, We've been doing this for so long, and I'm just not going to do what you want to do. So we're going to part ways here, mm-hmm. and we're going <clears> to <throat> ruin this relationship completely. And luckily, I was so glad I didn't do this because there was I had two missions. And one, I didn't want to do because it was just like, I just... there. There's a town that you come across early in the game. It's probably like the first one. <clears throat> and again, they give you that decision... Do you save this part or do you save this part? Do you do this? Do you help this person? And it's going to change the the layout of the town and everybody's relationships. And I, I, I made a choice that I felt like was the better choice or the spacer's choice. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh. There's, a, there's a joke in that game. You got to play it. <clears throat> anyway. Gotcha. I thought I made the right decision to benefit everybody in the long run. <clears throat> and I'm I've got something in my throat. <clears throat> anyway, later on, I am asked by someone <clears throat> I had a favor or I needed something, some help, and she said, "Okay, look, I'll help you, but you have to go back to this town that you helped and you have to kill everybody." And I was like, "No, I'm not doing that. What are you She's like, this is the only way I'm going to help you. You got to go back and you got to kill everybody. This is man. She's like, you did this. You made it worse. And I was like, I didn't make it worse. It was fine. And she's like, well, you want my help? You got to go wipe everybody out. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I accepted it as far as like saying, sure, I'll do it. But then I was like, I don't want to go back there and kill everybody. I just so I just didn't do it. I just kind of circumvented it and went to the next main mission, which mm-hmm. in turn just skipped it completely. So I'm assuming that would have been a divergent path where if I'd have went this way, that would have been for that. And this would have, I went the way yeah. I wanted to. Uh-huh. And luck. And in the end of the story, as they're kind of giving you the ending, they go back through everybody that you, you've helped. Or you've changed the lives of and everything like that. And they mentioned that area and it was just thriving, booming. And I'm like, ha! Up yours! (laughs) (laughs) Look what I have done! Yes, I'm not killing anybody! So, I was was happy with the ending that I got. Because everything seemed to be positive. 
and instead of being a you know a man that the universe knows or the galaxy knows i was a quiet hero who saved the universe and no one knew my name i was a shadow oh yeah oh. so well, no one will you. ever know my i would have wanted the fame i think and i've been like no i did all this hello i mean i'm curious what that would look like but yeah i just i ruled from the shadows puppeteering everyone around me and making the world a better place or the universe the galaxy whatever that's good that's good (laughs) yeah that's what you want to (laughs) hear yeah and i'm not i decided i wasn't going to platinum that one because i was like "Eh, i'm I'm done so i moved Mm -hmm. on uh, I wanted to play Mortal Kombat 11 again because Spawn came out mm-hmm. this week in early access, but I never got around to it. However, I did watch some clips, and oh my god! Yeah, ready? He looks so amazing. The fact that they got Keith David voicing him, who did him. Mm-hmm. If if anybody remembers the short-lived uh, animated series on HBO way back in the 90s, mm, I know that was a long time ago. I I is old. Uh, he just he steps back into it and just gives you that spawn so he's like the perfect voice for it and he there was a I wish I could remember the word the joke word for word but they showed I saw like a uh, an interaction between spawn and joker and joker said something smart ass to him he's like I'm gonna rip your spine out of your asshole clown and I was like god ow (laughs) Damn. <laughs> Something to that effect, but Brutal. it was hilarious. So I'm, I'm looking forward to trying that. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. I have been trying to power through because unless another delay happens, um, Final Fantasy VII is right around the corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, do, I didn't want to get into anything too heavy uh, because I kind of want to be prepared to play that so I can review it when it comes out. Right. But as stupid as that may sound... <laughs> I picked up Kingdom Hearts 3, but I feel like I'm barreling (laughs) through it at a decent pace. Gotcha. So I don't feel like I've. it's going to take me until that game comes out. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'll finish within a decent amount of time. As weird as that may sound, I feel like I'm doing very very well. I've I've come across several worlds. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm getting through it pretty well. I will say, as impressive as everything looks, the the acting sometimes feels a bit disjointed, where the characters don't... You can tell that maybe they are not bouncing off of one another. They just say these they things. They weren't in the same just, room. And yeah. Yeah. Like, I will say this genuinely, and, you know, I might be a fan. I don't know if I've ever openly admitted this on the show, like it's a big secret or anything like that, but... Uh, Zachary Levi does the voice of Flynn Rider from Tangled, and he came back and reprised that role for this game. Yeah. He is so... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? He's just so uh, damn good. <laughs> oh, I was going to be like, this is your story, man. He is so uh, energetic with his performance. Mm-hmm. Everything... He like he doesn't just. Hey, I'm Flynn Rider. Look at me. I am going. He's got. He puts his heart and soul into that character, and 
I love every minute he's on screen. Because he just brings it out. He just makes him a fun character to want to be around. And I'm not saying that all the other actors do that. But there are some that you just feel like they're phoning it in. They're just like, hey, well, look at me. We've got to find the hearts. Uh Uh-oh, the heartless are coming. And they just don't, there's nothing to it. You're just like, you would oh, think with a game is... of that caliber, too. Like, yeah, that would, you'd think it'd be a criticism you would have is anything to do with the voice acting. Well, and, you wouldn't and think, is what I mean. You wouldn't think. Now, I'm yeah. not, it's, it's almost like it's an imbalance because you have people like him who do a solid job. You even have, I was really impressed by this. I, I played through uh, the Monsters Inc. world last night, and the guys they have voicing. Sully and Mike. Mm-hmm. It's not John Goodman and Billy Crystal, but by God, they are very, very close. Like, oh yeah, the guy who's doing uh, Mike Wazowski, he his Billy Crystal impression is like almost, almost perfect. Like you damn. could almost be like, damn, you know, you have to second guess. Like maybe it is. Yeah. No. Well, maybe. And see, yeah. Yeah, and, and see, like with the. Uh, Tom Hanks or Jim Hanks for doing Woody, which right. is Tom Hanks's brother. Right. There are moments that you can hardly discern the two of them, but he's not quite there. You know, like you, it depends on what he's saying. Sometimes he he's nailing it, and then other times you're just like, oh yeah, it's it's Woody uh, <laughs> 2.0 light, yeah, or whatever you want to call it. It's <laughs> yeah. it's not quite. It's your bargain hey, basement. Stayed in the family. You yeah, know, but but no, that guy he's spot on. It's it's uncanny how close he sounds to him. But um, yeah, I just and and the story, the story. I've played both games, and I even tried playing some of the side games. The story's so convoluted at this point. I don't know what's going on half the time. You know, because it'll be like, hey, do you remember when you fought this person? No, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And it's like, hey, do you remember when the king went here? And did- no, Can we get a TLDR, please? Like, what the flashback yeah, so sequence, montage, anything? <laughs> that that would have been great, you know, if yeah. they'd started the game with some sort of uh, recaps. Like, hey, hey it's been let's, a long let's get time. You up to speed. Yeah, yeah. Because it has been a long it time. Really has. PlayStation 2 right? was the last. Game. I can barely remember <clears throat> plot points for stuff I watched last week. I need a fresher, okay? Yeah, and I'm sure so, somewhere out there there's a recap, but it should have been in this game. Don't make yeah. me go buy something else so I have to get a recap there. Tell me in this game. This is the game I'm playing now. Recap me here. Right. But yeah, there's just so many plot threads going on. Sometimes like I don't, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you came from. I don't even know why I care. That doesn't I just, sound like good storytelling then if they didn't figure out a way to like get you caught up or at least comfortable with everybody coming by that you have enough of an idea to know what's going on. I mean, literally, there are I feel like there that's a fault on them. But. Yeah, there, there are characters in the game. I have no idea who the hell they are. I'm just like, okay. You just, you just keep telling me you guys are aware of where you're going. I'm just going to sit here and you... You do your thing and feel like next you're time eavesdropping we go, or something on yeah. your own game. You're like, I'll just go stand here and keep talking, though, so I can. Next time we go to a new world, you know, hey, we're going to Frozen next. We're going to Arendelle. So when we get there, I'll be invested mm-hmm. in the story because then there we're going to we go. be contained within that story and I'll mm-hmm. be excited. But right now, I don't know what the hell y'all are talking about. So 
and and it's like that awkward guy at the party who only knew the person who invited him. Yeah, it's uh, like Zimnus and Xehanort are two hearts of the same body, and then there's a oh, and the, what was that thing they did? <laughs> Sora, Sora, you have three hearts living with inside your own heart. What? First is Roxas. Okay, I remember him. Then there's this other thing, Vimnus. Who the hell is that? Oh, and then there's a third. We don't know who this person is. We've got to find out. Why? Why, why, why? Why do we have to add a third? Why not? I don't know. Why are they in his heart? I don't know. I'm so confused. I've never played any of them, so all of this is Greek to me. Yeah, it's just, it's so convoluted. That's the problem right now. So... But it's not detracting from my enjoyment. I'm still trying to enjoy just playing the game and having fun Mm -hmm. with everything as it comes to me per level. And there are a lot of cutscenes. That's the other part of it, too. Look, I like cutscenes in games. Like Yakuza level or or Yakuza, however you're supposed to say it. No, yeah. It's about like like as soon as you finish a level or even begin a level somewhere in between – 20 minutes. Yeah, it's just like, put your controller down because you're going to be here a while. And I'm just like, my God, I just want to play the game. I don't mind that, except for when it's like even with David Cage games, because sometimes the cutscenes seamlessly go into the gameplay. That's Mm -hmm. when I miss QTEs, because I've set it down going, all right, I'm going to buckle in and and watch this scene. And then an X will pop up and you're not even touching your controller. You're like, damn it. Yeah. (laughs) I got to watch that whole thing again. Don't get me wrong. I, 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 I don't have a problem with cutscenes, but space them out a little bit. You know, allow me to play the game a little bit, then give me a cutscene. Give me a break, mm-hmm. then cutscene, then bring me back in. Okay, right. this large chunk is like, my God, I just want to play the game. You know, I just want to play the game. That's it. <laughs> it sucks when oh. you like just sit down to play one, and then the first thing is a cutscene, and you're like, oh, couldn't this have been like an hour from now? <laughs> yeah, like I'm ready to play right now. I, I like games that'll throw you into a tutorial action. It's like, here, now you're in the game. We'll get to the cutscene in a moment. Let's just start here. Okay, great. And then I can get a feel for it. And then mm-hmm. they'll end it with, oh, something bad happened. Or, oh, look where we're going now. And then the story unfolds. Great. Fantastic. At least I got a taste of it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You're not, because this one was one of those cutscene for 20 minutes and i'm like jesus christ it's like i feel like a lot of them wanted to make movies Hmm. oh yeah for sure uh, well you know (sighs) surprised i didn't hear about any animal crossing you got a switch now and well and that's katrina does have animal crossing she she did buy it uh i have not she just started playing it. I think you're probably last not going to get to now. Yeah. So, I mean, I I will probably play it at some point. Uh, She's got to sleep sometime, man. Yeah. Just years down the line, <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, she she actually bought me a game for the Switch just because oh. she thought she's like, oh well. You want you want something and me Look personally. Look at that! I, She's sharing her toys. That's good. But I haven't played it yet, and that's why I felt bad because I was like, "Well, buy something for you." You know, I've got right. this game to play. I've got that game to play. I, I mean, I do want to play it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's just like eh, I've got all these other games to play. But mm-hmm. she bought Link's Awakening, and I, oh, that was one I really wanted to play. But 
I've just not made the time. And then if I do make the time, she's playing it. So it's just, right. I don't know. Yeah. You might just have to stay I up just, one night. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we, we I, I don't know. It's, fine. <laughs> Now's the it, time it to meant- be irresponsible. We'll play games all night long, sleep to whatever we want. This is the first time we all have our own curfew. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just, I guess, take advantage of it while you can and try to look at the bright side. For sure. But all right. Well, with that, we got we actually had quite a quite a bit of news, believe it or not, this week. Really? All things kind of considered. It's all going to be like smaller stuff, but I think would lead to like good conversation with us because mm-hmm. I know us too well. It's a 10 hour show today, guys. Buckle in. Oh, boy. We can see. We hey, can you're see. all no. you're all staying at home. <laughs> you <Right>? got time <laughs> until you get tired of listening to my voice. But here we are. Um, so a little bit of news here. Uh, most people were pretty excited. Also met with some backlash. GameStop sold Doom a day early. Uh, obviously, coronavirus related, it seems like, is taking over all of our news. Uh, and since it's been changing our way of life, what I assume GameStop was going to do, uh, wanted to do it a day early since, as we have reported already, and most everyone is aware that Doom and Animal Crossing both shared a release date. And we have talked mm-hmm. about the wonderful union that those two fan bases had, had brought together. Um, so one of the things that they had said was due to, you know, uh, uh, spatial distancing or social distancing. I don't know why spatial, I guess is fine too. Social distancing and not being able to put more than 10 people in one area. They didn't want both of the fandoms showing up on the same day and possibly having a line and all of this kind of stuff. Um, so uh, some people who order through GameStop got do- uh, Doom a day early. Uh, everyone mm-hmm. else who ordered it, I'm sure still got it at the same time. So of course you had a couple of different things spawn from this. One was Animal Crossing people. Uh, can we have ours a day early too? This is not fair. So you kind of divorced this wonderful community, and I was a little sad about that because, like, it was it was so beautiful. Um, yeah. But two, as you can imagine, people were going GameStop. Why the hell are you even open? You're not an essential business. So um, whatever side that you fall on for that one, um, I'm not going to take sides. I hope everyone just stayed safe. And all of that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, that 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 became a thing, obviously. And everyone's playing it now, though. And they're happy, I imagine, because both both sides has their game now, assuming they Maybe. ordered it, because <laughs> the time of recording, it has already come out and a lot of you have been playing it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree it's not essential business. So maybe mm-hmm. with everything else closing that they should have. But I can also see that they're going under, so GameStop might be hesitant to do any kind of closures because that could be the last final straw if they're bringing no income in. Um, so a moral obligation, I don't know. Um, but you have your game. Stay home. Play it. Be safe. Yeah. Do what you can. So speaking of, of course, also Animal Recl- Crossing was released this week. Um But why I put this in the news is that some fans might have gotten an unexpected delay to Animal Crossing. Uh, Some gamers who pre-ordered through Amazon got an email saying that the game has been delayed to March 24th. Uh, And this was from some people who pre-ordered the game 
months ago. Uh, one Reddit user, uh, one DOS Sanchar, probably didn't say that right, but whatever, uh, started the thread. But as you look into it, it seems it's only affecting those in certain areas of the world. Mm-hmm. So it appears U.S. and Canadian residents have been hit with the delays while like Italy and UK still seem to be on track for the 20th release date. Italy? Seem- <laughs> I, Italy? I, I, I don't know where was all of this coming from with Amazon. It looks like this only affected those who pre-ordered off of Amazon themselves, which I figured they're probably the one things that's still operating at full speed right now, but I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Seems like a lot of those people then ended up canceling those pre-orders and switching to a digital copy because it's Animal Crossing and you ain't going to make them wait anymore. You know what I mean? So a lot of them were like, then screw you, Amazon. We're just going to cancel this. And that's probably a smarter move. Yeah. I mean, it would have been delivered to your door, I guess. I mean, I guess I empathize with those that are kind of like me. You know, you want the physical copy for certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it means to you, some people want that physical copy. Now, knowing the fandom, they might still go get that physical copy later on. But they were too impatient to wait because right now, again, we've all got a lot of time or a good chunk of people have a lot of time. So, uh, but it doesn't seem like that was the only one that was met with a delay if you pre-ordered. Um, so Animal Crossing also looks like Final Fantasy VII Remake pre-orders. Square Enix has released a statement saying that it's possible you won't receive your physical op- copy on time too. So um, if you Digital. have pre-ordered that, huh? Digital. Yeah, I was just going to say, if, if you do not want to wait, uh, maybe check your email and see if you were one of the ones affected with a physical copy Um I didn't see them say when Um, they just said possibly not on that day. So if you don't want to take any chances, maybe cancel that too and get a digital order so you can play uh, the day it releases. Mm -hmm. Oof. So next bit of news, PS5. We finally got a little information Hmm. in the most boring possible fashion. Now, (laughs) if anybody watched it with uh, Mark Turney, now you can tell, I could tell right away. This was not meant as a sales hype meeting. This was, you could tell, totally meant for like developers, people who would be using this technology to its fullest. Um, So it was definitely not a rip-roaring good time. But we were able to pull some stuff from it here um, to uh, present to you guys. So this is a pretty good chunk since this is the first time we've really gotten any real information about Mm -hmm. what's happening with PlayStation 5. Um, So it seems like first off, it's also toting its own eight core custom AMD Zen 2 CPU processor. Now, a lot of these numbers I'll be throwing out. Some of it I had to look up. I wanted to try to explain it the best I could because it seemed like I noticed a lot of the same questions from we may not typically understand what a lot of these specs mean, which is fine. We just want to play them and we want it to mm-hmm. look good and run fast, right? So um, so this one is that, uh, but the clocking speed for that is 3.5 hertz, which is a variable frequency. Uh, their custom GPU is also an AMD RDNA2 architecture hardware. So it's saying it'll provide 10, well, I think the, the, the specific was 10.28 teraflops mm-hmm. and 36 computer units clocking in at about 2.23 hertz. Now, what does that mean for us? So since, again, like I said, I saw a lot of people going, oh, my God, we're getting teraflops. And then I saw the same amount of people going, but what is really a teraflop? I'm not, you know. So to the best of my ability, 
Uh, so typically the rule of thumb is the higher the number, the better, right? For performance on console or PC. Uh, so gigahertz is now what measures the processor's clock speed. T-flop, the teraflop, is a measurement of a PC's performance. So for the mathematical measurement, a teraflop has the capability to process one trillion floating operations per second. So this is how fast it's all going back and forth. So the number attached to the teraflops means it can handle that amount per trillion every second. Did I make it more complicated? Probably. Just know it's fast. <laughs> it's way faster than what we've had. Um, but it's also promising 16 gigs of uh, GDDR6 RAM and a custom 825 gigabyte solid state hard drive, which is promising faster load times, of course, as we've seen that demoed a little bit a while ago, uh, and faster gameplay. Uh, but one of the larger tech updates, which we already knew, was the SSD storage for the console's main hard drive. So again, kind of pointing back to that Spider-Man tech demo, right? And mm -hmm. showed how they did a side-by-side -side and that the load time was just insanely fast in comparison to the PS4. Mark stated in the conference that the PS4 took 20 seconds to load a single gigabyte of data. The goal of the PS5 SSD was to enable loading five gigabytes in a second. One single second. Think about that for a second. <laughs> like, this is, we're getting insanely fast here. Mm -hmm. um, it will support USB drives as well, but it appears it will be mostly useful for like backwards compatibility of PS4 games, which is again what he is saying will be possible for PlayStation 5 is playing PS4 games. Mm -hmm. They did not say since the beginning of PlayStation, just the last gen. Um, so they'll still do Blu-ray. You'll still get an optical drive. Uh, they did note that you could swap out the SSDs allowing for future updates, but also keep in mind, if you are to do that, you will still need one that can meet the Sony's high spec standards. So you will need to find one with at least 5.5 gigabytes. Okay. I just want to put that out there. You can't just be swapping any SSD, make sure it's fast enough to work with its components. Um, so now comparing the two consoles, right? Um, honestly, in raw numbers, looks like Xbox is a little bit beefier of a machine. Mm -hmm. Um, they both kind of have the same processor graphics insides. I thought it was interesting. They both with AMD, you know, so like I knew yeah. AMD was good, but like they both got custom ones from them. Um, they expect it to do 4k or 8k in the future at 120 refresh rate. Um, and as I kind of briefly mentioned, it still looks like the, the backwards compatibility would only be PS4 titles, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But you've got Xbox touting any Xbox game since the beginning of Xbox for this one. Yeah. So, um, And I, I hate to say it. I, I love Sony. I'll probably still at some point in the future get the new one because their exclusives still so far have always been superior in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They've not done a great job with backwards compatibility in the past. So this is going to be one thing I wait to see when I see it or wait, to, you know, because I wasn't right. at the PlayStation 2 that was like, nope, PlayStation 1 will work. But like the blue backed games didn't. The other ones did. So it's not like when they've tried to do it in the past, it worked. I want to say even with PlayStation 3, they promised it, but then nixed it before it was released or something. So we'll see when you put in that PS4 disc or whatever, if it actually works, that's kind of me right now, just because eh, once bitten twice shy. Um, mm -hmm. And again, still no word on a price point. So I don't know, looking through these, it does kind of look like series X might have a leg up. Um, I think it's still going to boil down to the game. So 
Like if Sony yeah. keeps snagging all those really good exclusives, um, that's probably what's still going to make people gravitate towards that. If you were a Sony fan, I know that can be a divided thing and there's plenty of people who don't care. Just game, like buy whatever mm-hmm. you want. I'm in that boat where I'm just like game, however you want to play it, play it, you know? I mean, looking at these specs, I was a bit surprised when I started seeing less than mm-hmm. uh, capabilities because it was like, so you are saying that you want to have less than your competitor? I mean, you're you're going the Nintendo route. No offense to Nintendo, but and, and they had so, so much time because Xbox has been loose lipped for a while now. Yeah, so I was a little surprised by that. I will say through what we've seen with the PlayStation 5 versus the Xbox Series X as far as load times, Mm -hmm. I feel like the PlayStation 5 does have a leg up because I watched that load time processor, and as impressive as it was, it still seemed like it didn't move as fast. Now, that could have been a newer game, but I don't think... Was that the resume feature one? No, this is a. They were just showing load times between an Xbox oh. One X and the Series X, same oh, game okay. and everything. And I'm almost positive when I saw that Spider-Man demo, that game just took off. Like the moment they loaded that up, boom. But then State of Decay, it was still fast, but it just seemed like it took. It wasn't like a split second. Too. I feel like they should yeah. have used State of Decay. <laughs> And, I love and that, that game, but it, it, it came with a lot of problems. Yeah, so that, that could have been a lot to go with why. But again, mm-hmm. it was impressive when they showed swapping through the games. You know, you can go play this game, and then you can stop that, and you can go play this game. That yeah, was that impressive. was a really neat feature. Yeah. So, I mean, it, if, if I wasn't stuck to one side, I would probably be looking at Xbox because I was just like, wow, y'all are kind of impressing me I, here. I've been saying this is the first time that they might, like, if I were to be buying a console. Yeah. But. They, they might have won me over. But. Something tells me that their price point is going to be higher. Because. I don't know. Do you think Xbox will make that mistake again? I mean, even Sony's the, done it in the past, but like when they tried, but obviously like, oh, the Kinect came with it. And I get that. But when you were looking at just the box prices, but people aren't going to care about that. Their fans are rabid enough. Like they have those hardcore Xbox rules. Hey, Halo. Uh, yeah. It's fan loyalty. So yeah. they will go out. They could put a $700 price point on it, And so help me God, they would sell out. Sony, on the other hand, and I guarantee you this is why they have a leaner console. Because they're trying to Because they are trying to, yeah, they are trying to keep it affordable. And they knew if they went above that, they're going to either lose money or they they can't sell it for the price that they want to. So they made a choice to put that cap on there and say, this is as as far as we can go. Because if we go any farther, we're going to be pushing that cost onto the customer and we can't do that. I think both are going to have to take a loss though. I think unfortunately like um, this was just a worse time to try to 
do something like that. Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, but um, they they both might have to take a loss because coming out of this, who knows, you know. But yeah. I mean, you may not be wrong. I mean, look at Valve struggling to keep the index in stock, and I mean that's a mm-hmm. freaking a thousand dollar thing if you're buying the whole kit, maybe even twelve hundred bucks. Sure. Um, so, and I wouldn't think they would come close to either of those price points, but but i mean that's that's just my assessment of the situation we'll see and uh mm-hmm. please sony for the love of god do not let mark cerny on the stage again <laughs> hello I, like you knew I it was gonna mark be a live stream i struggled to figure out if it was like really him up there or like a a robotic version or a graphically made version like it was just like yeah. remember like the, the was it the coca-cola guy max or whatever oh yeah max edrum but, yeah, like for he did. some reason, like the, the it kind of skipped a few times and the way his mm-hmm. voice skipped. I was like, did they just like digitize him? Could he not do it? And everyone's like, no, 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 that was him. And I'm like, are you sure though? Because like, do humans do talk like that? Like, I was so and even his voice, the octave yeah. shifted yes. every now and again. He'd be like, hello, we're talking about the play play station five. Yes. Bye. Like, I couldn't finish it. I, I will admit I had to get notes later on because like I watched like 45 minutes and I'm like, look, I know if I just focused, but he's putting me to sleep, man. Like it was just so calm. Mm-hmm. But we're so used to gamers by the time we see the live streams of these things. They've got some big hype guy up there, you know, and get you real excited. So when we're just seeing something so technical, we're like, man, this isn't exciting. Well, it wasn't meant for us. I get that. But this is what we had to get right now. Yeah. Hopefully they'll come up with something more exciting and fun for uh, closer to whatever they decide to let us know uh, a release date. Sure. Uh, But moving on, um, I know, I know COVID's taking over everything, but NVIDIA is actually trying to help. Um, And I thought this was interesting. So if there's some of you out there that were wondering, how could I kind of help even though I'm social distancing or maybe being forced to stay home? If you're a PC gamer, I might have something here for you. Uh, So NVIDIA came out this week asking for help to fight the virus through the use of your powerful PC uh, gaming PCs. You can donate unused GPU clock cycles to help improve their knowledge of the coronavirus. According to the article I was reading, by using folding at home folding at home software, PC gamers or anyone with a powerful PC who wants to help can donate spare clock cycles of their graphics cards to a globally linked network of PCs, uh, basically a supercomputer. So what they are asking gamers, if you want to, of course, um, is uh, if you have that powerful gaming PC, since we PC Master Race people tend to have beefy machines to run the games at high graphics and speed, um, and if there's just large chunks of the day that you're not using it, probably using it more than we are before, but uh, you do need to download the software, which says it can be paused during gaming sessions or just turned off and on easily. So whenever you want, it's your machine after all. Um, but it does use your power to simulate computational drug designs and protein folding, among other aspects of molecular dynamics. So basically, it's using your spare processing power to be used for the app's tasks. So I do recommend looking it up in further detail because I do understand apprehension of downloading something to your machine. Um, mm-hmm. This app has been around, though, since 2000 and has resulted in well over 220 scientific research papers. 
And these were operators that came out of Stanford University's laboratory. Um, so maybe we could link the article uh, for you to peruse on your own uh, with the podcast. So if you're at home mm-hmm. wishing there was something you could do without adding to the problem and doing your part and staying home, here's one way that you can. So um, everything seemed legit. You know, nobody's hacking into your stuff or doing all that. So it was just a way for them to get more power for these functions so that they can hopefully speed up the process to uh, break this virus down and get it figured out. So there's something to look into if you were looking at how you could possibly help. Um, Outside of that, I just have a lot of quickets. Okay. Because nothing seemed too deep, but enough to mention. So obviously the RE3 demo came out this week. I've yet to dive into it, but I'm hearing good reports. I plan on doing that today. So I guess we could talk about it next week when it's old news, but we'll still talk about whatever. Um, and another little snafu. So Microsoft changed its website for the release date of the Xbox Series X to state Thanksgiving 2020. So obviously Mm -hmm. people got excited, but then Jeff Keighley immediately tweeted saying it was a mistake. So I'm not really sure how to take that one because someone would have had to have, I imagine, gone into the website and physically changed holiday to Thanksgiving. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, Thanksgiving is still a holiday, but I, I, so I don't, I don't, I don't know what's up with that. (laughs) That would be a good time, but also a dangerous time because Black Friday, the parents get a sniff of that and And they'll be buying the wrong Xbox. Oh yeah. They're going to be fighting with their, with the diehard fans to get one. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be mass chaos. I, mm. I feel like they've they've done that before. Like, even PlayStation came out around that time, right? Yeah, but not exactly at Thanksgiving. It's like a little before. So you can get those Black Friday deals going. Right. I don't know, man. I just thought that was hilarious when I, 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 like, I saw all of this information within, like, five minutes. Where I was like, oh, it says Thanksgiving! And then Jeff's, and I'm like, wait a minute. My emotions. I don't know what to report. So um, let's just say still holiday 2020 for now and just see what happens. That's safer bet. Uh, be sure to check out this gaming website this week, guys. Itch.io, I-T-C-H dot I-O has some indie devs that have been awesome enough to offer their games for free or at an extremely heavy discount. So while you're practicing self-isolation, some devs have been like, here. Let's play these for free or to have severely discount. I would actually check a lot of these because I've noticed a lot of um, gaming platforms are selling games at a, a heavy discount right now. So check around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that one definitely was pretty good. And uh, GOG is also having their a sale right now with over 2,500 titles. I always like to support GOG because it's DRM free and I love that. So if you're the type that hates having it held up, you need that platform to play your game. You don't have to with GOG. That's what I love about them. And uh, Tomb Raider, the original, is free right now on Steam. I don't know for how long. So if you want to never play the first one, it's now free that you can download off of Steam. Like OG Tomb Raider? Like blocky? I think it is just the actual. I, I downloaded it today. It's the um, the first of the new series. Ah, okay, gotcha. So I was say um, they're throwing it so back. I guess like yeah, a thirty dollar value in today's money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The first you can find that one for free everywhere. So sorry, my apologies. The first one in the new series here. Um, 
Bernie Sanders said he would learn to play Minecraft if one of his team's TikTok videos got 6 million views. I mean, if only he could get, you know, the nomination, then <laughs> I could care a little bit more. I Sorry. just did it. I thought it was funny that, um, you know, that was a tool he was using. But, of course, the mm. video talks about his policies and stuff as much as you can and talking about the Green New Deal and then they'd be building trees in Minecraft or planting trees, like however you do it. It's all like with the axe feature, it looks like to me when yeah. I played it. So if you feel like watching Bernie play Minecraft on his Twitch page, go share his TikTok, I guess. <laughs> not, to, not to get too political, but honestly, the fact that he always seems to get the, the shaft when it comes to this nomination, because mm-hmm. this is twice now. Um, America is not as hip as they want to sound like they are because the fact that you have the hippest old man in the history of the Democratic Party running and we always go back to the safe bet. Oh, that's easy to point to. Young people love to talk about things online, but they don't like to actually go and vote. That's Mm -hmm. always been the problem, I think, with him. He loves to get people excited. But they're not the ones who will actually go out and do anything about it. So I think that's been the thing, you know. Yeah. So it's just, if you're a young person, go participate. Don't be part yeah. of the problem and say it doesn't count because it does. I'm sorry. But again, for whoever if, you feel convicted to vote for, I'm not trying to advocate for one or the other because vote your convictions. Yeah. But if the younger generation would actually go out and vote all of their votes together combined, oh, my God. Things could change. Do you hear that? We Things could do a could whole other. Change. Maybe we should do one one of those podcasts just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yelling at young people. Listen here. And I'm tired Where? of getting lumped in with you. No. Super mega <laughs> old Crash Brothers. Right. Listen here, kids. Pull up while I tell you a tale of a landline phone that was hung on a wall. <laughs> no. anyway. And it used to go. I know. That was the sound. If you had a bunch of knives in your number, I ain't calling you. (laughs) All right, moving on. Uh, Steam's Games Festival is now live. Uh, You now have more than 40 demos that were originally planned for GDC and the Indie Mega Booth that you could be downloading now, which we'll be talking about some of those later. Um, So if we remember, they did this last December around uh, the Game Awards where they, Mm -hmm. for a limited time, you could play a lot of the demos from those that won. Uh, So with GDC being canceled, let's spread the word about these games and go download those demos, man, and try to support those devs around the world. Um, As you know, they didn't get the audience they were hopeful to have. So let's try to do our part. Um, If you are a fan of indie, uh, one that I was just going to touch briefly on, but I'm just going to tell people to go look it up because I thought it was an interesting read. Uh, PC Gamer released an interview with Gabe Newell this week. And he did like a little dive and he doesn't do a lot of interviews, so it's kind of interesting. Um, but believes that the Matrix might be closer than we all think. So <laughs> I recommend giving it a look-see because the way he broke it down, obviously not in the same vein. We're not getting stuff plugged into the back of our head or anything like that. But with the the strides being made with VR... And uh, clearly, he's been dipping into that market. I think it would, it's an interesting read, and I'd love to keep an eye on uh, what his plans are with it for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Overwatch announced a new character. The name is Oh, my Echo. God. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> I think it caused problems. I don't know. I just assume everything does these days. Uh, but this uh, character is a robot. It was announced apparently in BlizzCon 2019. 
probably got overshadowed by other stuff that BlizzCon was dealing with at the time. Uh, but if you go to their Twitter, you can find the origin story trailer that they dropped on March 18th. So if you're an Overwatch fan and wanted to check out the new character headed your way, there you go. <laughs> get salty all over again. Sorry. You can get PS Plus right now for 38 bucks on eBay while supplies last. I like to tell people of all of the uh, sales going on right now. Hmm. Um, and apparently, if you already have a membership, it will just extend it 12 months. So I think that's about half off. Usually, what, hmm. like 60 bucks or so for the year? So not a bad hmm. price. Um, and now this, a new Android app that you can download turns your phone into a Nintendo Joy-Con controller. Which, for some people, has been a fix temporarily for the drifting problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you would rather not spend fifty to seventy dollars for another controller while you wait for the lawsuit to settle, you can download Joy-Con Droid. Deep Blue Labs is the developing team for this app and allows Android phones to function as either the left or right Joy-Con, and it emulates the peripheral accelerator, gyroscope, and features custom gamepad interface. So, you do need your phone to be Bluetooth ready. And be Android Pie 9 or higher for its innards. Uh, but it's in public alpha right now, so expect some bugs while they're working out the kinks. But um, mm-hmm. looks like reports are good that it's at least fixing that problem for now. So there you go. While you're waiting to see if you're actually going to get a new Joy-Con, if you have an Android Pie 9 or higher, you can download this. And hopefully it works for you perfectly. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and then looks like Oculus might have accidentally leaked another VR headset currently titled Del Mar and the controller named Jedi. <laughs> uh, this leak uh-huh. apparently was quite brief on their website. Um, some developers for Oculus noticed that new info box for Del Mar first access, like that you could click on the website, um, that may be getting close to some sort of launch. The Jedi controller was also leaked, but apparently has been removed from the documentation. So um, you can Google search the screenshots and images, of course, because the Internet will do those things. So they know these things mm-hmm. were probably on accident. And if you take it down, they've got proof to point back to. So maybe we'll have uh, a- another VR out of Oculus. Like, I don't know. That's two two headsets. We'll see what's this next one. So if its code name is Delmar, does that mean they're aiming for the uh, southern country bumpkin uh, market. Hey, Delmar, come over here and put your thing on my head. And then you got Jedi, (laughs) which I want to see. That's why they took it away. They're just like, we can't have them together. It doesn't make sense. Look at this little glowy sword here. That's a fun old thing. I'm going to stab that cow over. Hey, as long as as you're doing it in the headset. (laughs) Fake stabbings all around. No. I wonder if I can get that dog come over here and lick me. I'm going to get some no. peanut butter right now. <laughs> We're going to have problems now. At Steven, anyway. not me. I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, but last little quick that I have, you probably already know if you own an Xbox. Apparently, Xbox Live has been down for a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, probably just an influx of users is all I'm going to say. Because I've been even hearing like Netflix going... Maybe if you don't do HD for a bit, like (laughs) I've seen a lot of streaming services being like, we have a lot of users, way more than normal, Um, expect some delays, Um, which I could tell. Yeah, even me watching like Hulu and stuff like the pixelating from time to time. I was like, we just got like 200 more people on right now. (laughs) 
Oh, man. But with that being said, I actually did not have a truth or trash this week. It seemed like there was just so much going around that was just getting straight up confirmed that I was going to wait till the next one when I did a deep dive or something on whatever because I kept coming up with one and then they'd confirm it like a day later. I'm like, I'm tired of writing this all week. So you know what? (laughs) The viewers suffer that. Um. But I do have a few for Name That Game. Woo! And we're good. There we go. So before you get into this, I just, we have not even mentioned this. <laughs> what did I forget? No, no, no. We, it's not what you forgot. It's what we've just abandoned. <laughs> and... And no one has said anything, so clearly so no one cares. maybe I was right. <laughs> yeah. Release dates have just disappeared. They just got thrown away. And yeah. I was trying, and we did have a discussion about it. We just, we've never mentioned it, so, you know. Yeah, I don't know that I did. Rest in peace, release dates. People yes. can find out from GameStop, apparently, I or f- other... <laughs> I figured, like, obviously the big AAA titles or something like that will at least mention. Uh, but I was a brat, you guys. I'll admit it was me. I'm like, Steven, like, do people even come to us for this? And it's so much work. And I'm going back and forth. And PC releases, like, 3,000 games. And I'm trying, you know. So he was like, okay, no, that's fine, you know. And my sobbing. No, it wasn't mm-hmm. that dramatic. But <laughs> but so I think yeah. if any. Anybody got any kind of uh, amusement out of release dates? It was because I couldn't read certain names, or I'd get frustrated at something, and that was mm-hmm. that was the the gag there. So if you miss release dates, let us know. If you don't, uh, let us know. We'd like to hear from you either way. Yeah. You know, the only pe- person we seem to hear from is Marklar. We love you. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Which apparently Just that's saying. the way to go. It's the way to yeah. go. Anyway. So I'm sorry if I've broken any of your hearts, but I guess since we've not gotten a, uh, wait a murder, murder, maybe they didn't. Yeah. No one. It's okay. You won't hurt my feelings. I've got way more to get upset about than that. So, Hmm. but your first game, Mm -hmm. did you suddenly lose the desired thing, which is very necessary for you right now? For example, you're late for a meeting with friends and you can't find a gift that is carefully prepared for them. How much time have you spent on this? Were you late for the meeting? Maybe this happens to you constantly. If so, then this game is designed to help you develop your ability to quickly find necessary items. It's simple, but fascinating. Before your eyes, suddenly there's a huge pile of all sorts of items, while mercilessly the second counter counts down, which marks the end of the first round. During the game, you need to find all necessary items before time runs out. It may not be easy. Compete with your friends in speed or just have fun collecting items, which in ordinary life would have seemed funny. (laughs) Of course, where else would you be able to meet a number of octopuses and cabbages or mushrooms and a ship anchor? This is the essence of the game. And hours of fun awaits you. Mm. Is this game (laughs) A- where is it? B, looking through stuff. C, find this. D, clean up. I'm going to go with A, where is it? A, where is it? And the answer is 
see. Find this. Damn it. You know why I, I picked it? Because it just randomly said, where else do you get to meet octopuses, cabbages, mushrooms, and a ship anchor? And I went, well, that's true. I mean, it is. You're not wrong. I, I've never had an instance where I've had all four of those things together. Hmm. And now you can. That's true. <laughs> oh, boy. Basically a hunt and pet game, I think. Let's see. Your next game. It is a short but very interesting horror about a man who woke up in his own grave next to his family. In the past, he was very bad man. He is confused and cannot make choice between good and evil. Our goal is to help the protagonist to make choice between good and evil. Only you will be able to choose good or evil. And only you can, de- can decide his fate between good and evil. The game have multiple endings, or rather two, good and bad. The ending in this game will depend on your actions, good or evil. Just say two. (laughs) Anyway. Is this game D, or not D, A, good or evil, B, in a mausoleum, C, my bones, or D, in my grave. I mean, I'm I'm tempted to go with A because, you know, that seemed to be the running gag. Uh, well, or I wouldn't even say a gag. They <laughs> just they, they didn't they know what else to say. two words they like to latch on yeah. to. It's good and evil. That's what we talk about. Uh, but something tells me it would be one of these other weird titles. But then uh, I feel like good and evil is just... <laughs> A, screw it. I'm going A. He's going to go with A, good or evil. And the answer is C, my bones. Damn it. What the shit? I know. <laughs> like, I saw that thread and I'm like, really? All right. But are you good or evil? I love that it said multiple endings. Okay, well, But two. only two. <laughs> then just say two, damn it. <laughs> I guess they ran out of words. They're like, I guess we can't say good or evil again. No, wait, we can. There'll no, be multiple ending, but there's only two. <laughs> good or evil. Look up multiple. Okay. Your third game. The game is a few different labyrinths in which, which may seem strange, you do not need to look for a way out. And you only need to collect polygons representing the energy for the ship. You have to find orange polygons in the most diverse and hidden corners of Labyrinth. Of Labyrinth. This is hard to read sometimes. If you do not manage alone, you can call your friend or family member so that you find them together. Is this game? (laughs) I know. I actually pulled from like three things to fill out a full (laughs) description too. That's what was funny. A. Spuds. B. Labyrinth puzzle. C. Polygons. D. Potato. Polygons. C. Polygons, which makes just about as much sense. And the answer is D. Potato. That makes no sense. No, no, I struggled to find where potato went in. 
So I threw I in spuds because just... I thought you were going to go, but potato doesn't make sense. So I'm going to go with potato. So I'm like, ah, but I'll put spuds. I should have went with potato because I started thinking, did I miss where she talked about a potato? Did I check out for a moment? And then maybe and that's... I just, I feel like an ass because she's sitting here talking and I checked out because I didn't hear anything about potatoes, but then there are two answers <laughs> with potatoes. So clearly I missed something. No, I, and that's why I said it was funny that I pulled from, you know, how they have like a description briefly in the corner next to the game and then another description and then maybe underneath someone's describing it. Like I had to pull from all of those to even make like one real description. And I'm like, but potato. Hmm. Okay. Maybe you're okay. a potato player. Well, and you weren't at even least, playing a potato. At least I don't feel like an asshole. I did listen to every word you said. I didn't check out. <laughs> I do know that moment of panic, though. Like, if you've looked at me and you're like, but when you were writing the show, I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah. What did I miss? I was here the whole time. How did this happen? (laughs) Uh, ADD. It's lovely, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, headliner today, which is going to be quite beefy, all right? I don't know if you guys remembered, like, how our PAX editions went Um, I had mentioned earlier that GDC, the games that were to be pitched there are now this weekend or last weekend when you're listening to this were uh, being demoed on the Steam site. And Mm -hmm. we here at Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo really love supporting indie. So I thought it would be a good time to use our platform to discuss some of those games that I played that I think stood out and hopefully help them get the word out about these games. Maybe you could find some that you would have heard about, but didn't have the advantage to doing so. Um, And as we all know, for some of them, that's their marketing, and they didn't get that. So I'd love to try to come together, talk about some amazing indie games that I saw in there that would have been announced, and hopefully draw intrigue for you guys to go wishlist it, and uh, hopefully check it out later. Um, Mm -hmm. So I did do quite a few. I did as best as I could. There was like 40 of them on there. I definitely didn't get through all 40. Um, But I I think I picked some goodies here. Okay. There was, I I had a good time. Um, So the first one I'm going to talk about, it was called Lord Winklebottom Investigates. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so the dev and the publisher in this case was both by cave monsters and this was an adorable point and click adventure game so you play as lord winklebottom the friendly neighborhood giraffe who's british and very posh he has a monocle and a top hat and everything it was freaking amazing Uh, so you can expect all of this kind of tomfoolery that you would provide because you also have a hippopotamus as your sidekick. Okay. And the way that it's drawn, it's really bright and vivid and colorful and just, I mean, the whole thing makes you smile. Just the situation in and of itself was ridiculous. And just having this very posh British giraffe and a hippo that are sharing tea in the beginning, talking about you know, what they're about to investigate and all of this. And uh, it's just like your point and click fashion where you pick up objects and then probably have to bully them together to see what you're doing to progress the story along. So very, very much the point and click formula. Um, And it it is a very short demo, but it definitely gives you enough to go on whether you'd like it or not. Uh, You gather info from other animals in town. 
the landlord is a pig, you know, and so like a situation will happen where I can't get into my bar. He owns the bar too, a bar and pub there in town. My keys are locked upstairs. Who's going to help me? Oh, I bet you it's the tall giraffe, you know, (laughs) just like situations (laughs) like that. Um, So yeah, you'll go throughout the town, talk to the different animals that are there, gather information about what you'll be uh, investigating next to advance the story. Um, It's British. It's adorable. It has a pirate seagull. Need I say more? So definitely go check that one out. Watch the trailer. It was so cute. I mean, the name alone was enough for me. Winklebottom. Lord Winklebottom. Right? As soon as I saw that title, I was like, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to stop here. Mm-hmm. Of course. And then when I saw the, the, the graphics and how it was drawn and everything, I was like, this this was fine. This was fine. Um, and, and do keep in mind everything that I'm mentioning did not say a release date yet. So as you would know, most of the time they pitch these things and then it might come into early access soon. Sometimes it may be a year from now. So um, I just want to keep that in mind too. If there's one that I'm saying, you're like, ooh, it, not yet. But go wishlist it. Go wishlist, wishlist it on it, Steam. Yeah. Because I'll let you know when it does come out. Um, and if hopefully you were watching this last weekend too, because if you were one of the ones that wanted to go check out the demos, a lot of the devs were live streaming them on Steam too. So if you wanted to be able to talk to the developer in real time, that was a really cool thing that I saw a lot of the devs doing throughout the weekend to kind of show off their game as well. So, um, which I thought that was really cool. I've been seeing more developers live streaming their games on Steam. It's been kind of cool to see. Mm -hmm. Um, The next one... Which I'm only going to put this out there because I hope they addressed it. So this is me not trying to trash it. But it's called We Should Talk by Insatiable Cycle LLS and published by Whitehorn Digital. It does start off with this waiver to let you know adult content, adult material. But that's as far as I got because unfortunately I was unable to interact with the menu screen. So I'm really hoping that was addressed. It still wasn't today. I still couldn't get it to work. Maybe you could extend that demo if you got it fixed over the weekend, um, Whitehorn Digital, because I do really want to check it out. It was just unfortunate. And when I went to the Steam Discussions page, it didn't look like I was the only one that was having trouble playing that demo. So I hope it's figured out because I really do want to try it. Um, So I'm going to say, check out We Should Talk and see if they've extended the demo because it does look like one I'd like to check out. If I could get it to work, it was very unfortunate, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But another one here, Super Liminal by Pillow Castle Developing Team. They also published it. This was also a nice short one. So it takes anywhere from about 10 minutes to maybe an hour if you're the type Mm -hmm. who likes to take their time and peruse everything. Um, if you like puzzle escape room type games with a pretty hard Stanley Parable vibe, then you'll probably really dig this. I don't know. Did you ever play Stanley Parable? I don't think I did, but I do remember it. Like it's the name is clicking mm-hmm. something. It's been that around I, a I, bit I can't now. Remember. Yeah. It was it was a really fun game, definitely puzzle centric, but had lots of humor where you had like the narrator talking you through what you were doing or berating you for doing something silly or mm. whatever the case may be. And there was different outcomes that could happen for that game as well, depending on how you wanted to take the path. Did you listen to the narrator and do what you were supposed to or did you go off and do your own thing? Um, so this has very much that same vibe. And I believe this demo has been out for a long time in early access. So it was definitely a lot different than what I had seen in trailers. So it looks like they've started maybe wrapping it up towards the end game. Uh, but perception is the name of these puzzles. 
So as you are grabbing objects, it is first person. So as you're grabbing objects, depending on how you situate them, like to your vision in the world, depends on how big that object will become. So you know if you're looking at your thumb and you could like look down a distance and it looks like your thumb is bigger than a building. If Mm -hmm. I dropped my thumb there, my thumb, in fact, would be bigger than that building. Or if I picked up that object and brought it really close to my face, it would make it tiny. So you can manipulate things like this based on the perception to try to figure out the puzzles. So also be sure to look at everything because sometimes it was a really small thing I needed to look at from the correct angle to make things make sense. And sometimes objects would reveal themselves if you looked at something at a certain angle and bam, all of a sudden you've got this new thing. Um, So, I mean, there really isn't a ton to report except for, I think they've got a really unique hook to this puzzle Mm -hmm. game. I thought that was really interesting to mess with your perception. And just as I was getting mad at myself, I realized I was like hiding a thing for me. I just like noticed like a line on a wall when I put a box to make it bigger so I could climb. And I was hiding the solution for myself the whole time and had no idea. I was about this close to giving up because there was no walkthrough for this particular demo. You know what I mean? And I'm like, am I really that stupid? Am I really just this dumb? Like, this is what I'm telling myself right now until I saw that line. I'm like, wait a minute. And then started to back up and I'm like, oh, 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 you know? And so things started to to do that. So just be sure to look around at everything because if mm-hmm. something seems off, it might be part of the solution. So definitely check it out. Um, and it's just, it has a very loose little storyline there. Um, your, your person wakes up in this room. Um, you're in a somnusculpt. So it's like for sleeping, like they're in your sleep world. Um, so the first thing you do is you're plopped into this room. You sign a terms of service agreement, which is totally fitting because you can't read it. Like it's just there and you click on it and you've signed it and it's just how it is. This is how we live our lives in games anyway. Uh, So then your orientation will adapt you to the eyelids system, I-lids, which is their interactive lucid induction dream state in which you can retain full consciousness and control. So that's kind of your loose storyline to, I guess, bring you into the fact why perception can manipulate all of these things as you're moving throughout the game. It makes sense. You're in a dream. You should be able to do all these things. Um, And so, so yeah, you wrapped it up pretty nicely. I definitely recommend wishlisting that. Again, if you're into like puzzle games, escape games, or hell, if you were just a huge fan of Stanley Parable, I think you would really dig this one. So Super Liminal by Pillow Castle. Um, They developed it and published it. It was really cool. I thought it was a unique little thing. Yeah, definitely sounds like it. Uh, And it was nice and quick for me. Probably took me 30 minutes. It probably should have taken me less. I don't know. But once you knew how to do it, you could breeze through it. Um, But the next one is, and I'm probably not going to be able to pronounce this right, because I don't know how to pronounce whatever the O is with the two dots above it. So it's called Roki, but the O has those two dots. So if you are in the know on how to pronounce that, just like fix it for yourself because I don't know how to say it. Roki. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) But I really have no idea. I'm sorry. Um, But uh, Polygon Treehouse is the uh, developing team published by United Label. Now, this was a gorgeous game. 
my God, it was so gorgeous. The art kind of reminded me how the lawn dark was drawn, but like definitely okay. like way more colorful, maybe a little less realism to it in just the characters mm. in just the characters. If you can consider that with the long dark, um, but it's very atmospheric. Um, there is a puzzle element to it. Adventure story, um, a story that I would like to see where it's heading. It's another sh- short demo. It took me only about 20 minutes. Uh, but as the game opens, you're playing a little girl by the name of Tove. And as she enters the area met with tree creatures that was surprised to see the little girl that she may be the one they are waiting for. The dialogue is very much kind of like Zelda where dialogue bubbles appear and the character just makes like these little noises like, ah, and then Mm -hmm. the dialogue will pop up. Oh, or like little effort sounds or whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, The game is said to be based in Scandinavian folklore. So as you move and roam throughout the space provided in the demo, you encounter a troll, which was, I mean, I could tell this story is going to be, quite heartwarming I think it could bring a little tear to your eye if you like like stories that really grip you like that um but you do have like trolls lots of crows um there was another creature I found I'm not quite sure what you would call it uh the demo ended so maybe that's just like more mystery for us to find out later on um the world is so colorful like I said snowy it has a third person perspective with a fixed camera angle kind of to a degree so It will open up if you like back up in the game and forward, but it seems to only change when it needs to. So even as you're moving side to side, maybe a tree goes right in front of the camera. And as she's coming to a corner, the camera might zoom in a little bit. Think kind of like how Until Dawn kind of had the fixed camera until you move to a certain area and then the camera itself would move. Um, But more fluidly than Until Dawn did it, I got to say. Um, you do collect items as you go to solve and how to proceed. And again, kind of like you would expect in a point and click, although this isn't a point and click adventure, you get a quest, you collect items, maybe you combine them, maybe you don't, and you figure out how to help advance the story. Um, the game just says 2020 right now for a release date. This one, I'm just telling you, like it was just such a gorgeous game. And I really want to see where the, the story even heads because the, the the just that little bit of world that they created in the demo is just so captivating. And I really wanted mm. to keep going. And it was really short. I really wanted more. I really wanted more. Um, so it looks like she's on the adventure to look for a lost friend of hers. So okay. um, within this folklore, I am not familiar with pretty much any kind of folklore. Um, but that's why I wanted to add what they described in it. Because if you are, then probably all of the things that I'm describing in the game would make sense to you as to why it was an element added. Um, but there was a lot of already soft, tender moments in there. And it was just, it's definitely one I'm going to wish list. And I think you guys should too, if you like, um, I like adventure, story rich puzzly kind of games um so gorgeous you really should check out the trailer like it's just wow I really liked the the art style so that is Roki if I'm saying it right <laughs> Rocky okay with the little o's over the or the little dots over the o I really wish I knew how to say those things I mean I gave you Scandinavian Rocky is that is that right I don't so, know uh, I'm just saying it. I mean you talk maybe... Scandinavian and be like Rocky I'm going all over. I don't even English well, so. Oh, let's see here. Ooh, I want to save this one for last. 
I'm gonna have to remember to go back up there because that was my favorite. I should put that last. Uh, but one of them, a space for the unbound. Now this one is a Majikin Studio, published by Togi Productions. So here you go. Who needs the release dates? I'm still trying to say developer names right here for yeah. you. It's all bad. Um, so a space for the unbound. This is a new title that's coming up here soon. Of course, the pixel art made me stop. I'm a sucker for it. Um, but this one, it opens on the story of Nirmala. So I kind of went more story first before I described anything else with it. Cause the story was quite, it's weird, but interesting. So it's, you open on the story of Nirmala, a young child who's determined to finish her story of the South Star Princess, along with her pet cat. As the game opens, you are witnessing a conversation between princess, between the princess and her cat. This, uh, this cat has been her friend through and through and never strayed because of the princess's magical ability with miracles. They only, they have a lovely time together over the fire. And as the scene closes, Young Nirmala, it, it opens back up on Nirmala actually telling this story to a good friend of hers in an abandoned train car. So as she continues explaining the story she is writing to her friend and expresses she doesn't even remember where she thought she was headed in the story or how to even draw its conclusions or even if she should be writing it at all. Ever the encouraging friend, he tells her to finish the story and he's there to help. Donning the title now of co-writer at Nirmala's request, they set off to gather the rest of the story as she is writing. So as they leave the train car, she asks if they can find the magic red book as that surely contains the power they needed to finish the storyline of the princess. So it's like they've created this world that it's like a fantasy land. Okay. Uh, so once you dive deeper, though, it, 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 this book you find out is what helps open the minds of other people that are in, in this world. Like there's roadblocks that you might encounter along the way. Um, and if you have this book, you might see like a flower popping over someone's head. Maybe you, you figured this is the way to advance the story. I'm talking to this person, but they won't open up or give me what I need. Maybe you need to dive into that psyche within the book and fix whatever problem is going on in their psyche to gather whatever item it is that you think you will need to help write the story. Okay. If, that, <laughs> if that makes as much sense as it can. Um, but take the book, obviously, and then you're going to help Nirmala finish her story as you proceed through the world they created for you. This one actually does seem to be a tearjerker, too, according to how this demo ended. And there are some suggestions to backstory on Nirmala as you help her in the demo that may not have, like, the best home life. So I'm wondering if this is going to be one of those where we find out it's kind of like escapism for these two kids to be wrapped up in this world that they created to create a story. Mm. Um, so it really begs the question at the end, what reality are they even dealing with in this game? Sure. Like their own, the one that they're trying to write, or whichever one they're living in to escape from it all. It does play like a side-scroller, so wasp on the keyboard or if you're a, a controller lover just the joystick um, it's fairly simple you move the character side to side you pass objects that are interactable you'll press the space bar or whatever equivalent on the controller to get the pie menu on options so it almost looks like a point and click in that regard where you have like a whole other inventory that'll pop up um, so you either maybe inspect the object that you've gathered um, maybe you give it to somebody maybe you need to take that on to uh, get on the roof in this case steal a dude's ladder to get on on the roof to steal a wand so you can write your book you know like it's just like little things like that 
Um, but yeah, it's not like head scratching puzzles or riddles or anything to figure out, or you don't have to sit there and bully objects together like you would with a point and click. Like it all made sense, or at least in the demo. Um, I'm definitely going to wish list that one because like the story just seemed quite unique that they were taking these two on. And I'm not sure yet who the focus of the story will be mm-hmm. or will it go back and forth? Is this in his mind? Does Nirmali even exist? Like these were kind of the things that I was left wondering at the end of the demo and with the way they ended it, which I don't want to say because it might be kind of spoilery, something that I think would be more fun for you to have revealed for you in a playthrough. Right. Um, that it, you still, you're just not sure. But the way they were telling the story, I really wanted to see where they were going with it. So I, I feel like this is a really great story-rich game for people that's not complicated. Very simple gameplay. Um, so if you like pixel art and story-rich, I think this is going to be one we'll all enjoy. And it's called A Space for the Unbound. I think you would all like right. it. It sounds like something I would like. I really do. As I was playing through it, I think you would like the story on that for sure. So this one, I'm going to do this very quickly because I don't know that I understood still what I did. Okay. So it's called Resolution, but it has two I's, T-I-I-O-N. Okay. And this is by Monolith of Minds, published by Deck 13 Mayflower Whisper Games. Probably want to shorten that a little bit. So if I'm totally honest with you, I have no idea what was happening or what I was supposed to be doing. (laughs) There were pixel graphics, so I stopped. Um, I slashed enemies that didn't attack me, and there was a large, giant sand cat that I'm not sure if I was supposed to be attacking. I did, and it won. Mm So it does appear to be a puzzle game, which I didn't crack. I think this was definitely meant to be like, here's your situation. Go figure out what you need to do. And that's fine. That's fine. People like games like that. Um, But it's definitely like looks like a little pixel, like ninja-like character that has swords. And it's from the top-down perspective. Um. Kind of like how you would look at Hotline Miami, right? That top down. And as you move, then the world kind of moves with you. So when it first opened up, there was what would I thought were maybe little enemies. So I was like, all right, attack. And so I did. But then they ran away from me. Hmm. So nobody was attacking me. So I started to feel like, was I just bullying these people? Should I not be killing them? Because now this seems rude. Nobody's attacking me. And I'm just killing them. Um, the the objects in the universe can be kind of, uh, some of them can be destroyed. So you are collecting stuff for your health or for your stamina because you do have like a dart option that you could do to make you kind of push real fast if you're trying to get out of the way. Um, there's probably more that happens along the way. I just couldn't gather enough info to see how much further along I could get in the demo. Um if you've played it, I would, I even watched the explanation. I watched the trailer. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. But that might, like, if you love to explore and just figure out how a game was meant to be played on its own, this one might be the one for you to look at because it was drawn well. I did like the graphics. The music was good. I could tell they wanted maybe a little bit of a, a nice pace to it and everything. Um, do keep in mind, again, a lot of these could change. So I should have probably True. put that at the beginning of this piece. Like, 
Some of these are, they could be totally different by the time they're actually released. Um, so if that was your intention, developer was like, hey, she just didn't get it. That's fair. That's fair. Not every game has to be for me. Um, but you can check out old Let's Plays or even a trailer for the Steam page might give you a better representation of what the gameplay is. Um, so I still recommend it because I feel like I know a lot of people who listen who probably be would be interested in this type of game as I was playing through it again. This is what I think I would defer to you, Steven, that you might actually sure. enjoy from other games that I've seen you play in the past and stuff. So maybe if you're still free this weekend, you want to check that one out. Maybe you can get back to me about whether I was supposed to be poking that damn cat or not. Okay. I tried. <laughs> tried. And then he would jump out of the sand like a fish and land on me. And I'm like, and then some objects I would hit and it would meow. So we're into cats for sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it connects yet because <clears throat> I couldn't figure out if I needed to beat the cat, be friends with the cat, keep killing these people who really weren't doing anything to me. It was very confusing for me, but go, go check it out because <laughs> it still looked intriguing. I might try it one more time, actually, because there was enough of it intriguing to me where I'm like, I kind of want to see what this is about. But I mean, you got a giant sand cat. Why sure. wouldn't you want to try to figure that out? I mean, I'm, I mean you're not wrong. Yeah. I, if any selling point to a game is giant sand cat, I'm like, all right, let's look. I mean, it's at least worth a look. Sure. I do want to do an honorable mention to Neverent uh, by Cree Act Games and published by another indie. This one kind of had Final Fantasy vibes. So again, I think I found one that Steven might really, really like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's definitely an RPG It's the beautiful, gorgeous world that they created here. Third person, um, definitely fighting kind of dungeon crawler. They give you one instance to run and one big boss to beat and then call it. Um, It does look like you will be able to have more than one character, more than one skills that you want to work towards. It's got your inventory for your pots, for maybe AOEs, things like that, Um, power skills. Now, I'm not usually drawn to games like this, but again, it was so pretty. I just wanted to see what it was. Now, this, again, probably wouldn't be one for me, but if you're really into, like, fantasy games, this one played really smoothly. I had no issues, and it looks like it would have a lot of depth to it once it gets fleshed out a little bit more, or if you get your hands on more than just a demo. So I think they did a they did the sweet spot on giving you just enough because you, right. you get the idea of the game. Now, does this particular uh, play style hook you? Um, didn't see anything like f- completely different from like how games like that would play. Um, but I think that the story, the different characters and how well it's drawn, it's at least worth a look-see if you're into those types of games. Maybe you're in the camp where Final Fantasy is going to get delayed. Well, go play this demo a couple times and maybe that'll help go. scratch the itch. I know it's not going to be the same, but it might it might give you just enough to keep you wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last one I'm going to talk about, and this one was by far my favorite that I played. And I know you would like this one. Okay. I know it, dude. So this game is called Liberated by Atomic Wolf and published by L. Inc. Walkabout. So it describes itself as a noir cyberpunk tale of revolution in a dystopia near future. So it is a shooter side scroller game, but it does have kind of a unique hook to it here 
because the graphics laid out before you are beautifully drawn as you side scroll through cells of a comic book page. So this is how you are doing it the entire time. Once you've advanced, you just watch it slide over to the next cell as your character is going through this story. And I thought that was really cool looking. So it says it's the world's first playable comic. And damn it, it was good. I really love the art and how they presented it. So the art was kind of like a little nod of this war of mine. If you know how that Mm -hmm. was kind of like a black and white hand-drawn with a little bit of like animation to it in the background that really kind of gave it life and made it pop. Uh, But in this demo, you play two different characters and it sets you up on the story just enough to hook you in. And if you go to their Steam page, it's already won like a ton of awards and like rightly so. I wish listed. I highly recommend you do it too. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give this one away, but it was really cool. The only gripe that I would have, and again, I know all of you are just going to be like, it's because you don't use a controller lace. But the shooting mechanic was Garbo. I'm just going to throw that out there. I had to switch to keyboard and mouse because I was just having the worst time trying to aim because the controls, my right controller, the joystick or the right joystick Mm -hmm. was what actually draws your gun. And then you have to move it around to aim and then hit like one of the trigger buttons or something to actually shoot. And I want to say it was on the same hand, which is why it felt awkward. I want to say it was like the right joystick and like the right trigger that I had to use to shoot. So what I ended up doing was just using keyboard and mouse wasp to move and then just using my mouse to aim. And I got through it so much faster. So maybe if you play with a joystick a lot on a controller, it probably won't be so bad. Like do keep in mind, I'm usually keyboard and mouse all the way. Um, I usually only bring out a controller for platformers and this said recommended controller. But honestly, if you're a PC gamer, I recommend ditching the controller on this one. Sure. But that's just me. But I'm just throwing that out there. I could not get anywhere until I switched to keyboard and mouse because the controlling of that gun was just so difficult. Um And it does have some puzzle elements to it as well. It is uh, really cool when you find out how you can interact with objects. Because, again, you're looking at it kind of 3D through a comic book page. And I I just, I can't say any more about it without spoiling anything. But Liberated by Atomic Wolf, that by far. And now, granted, I didn't download all 40 games, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I probably paid, I did like 15 or 16 and only picked like some of my top top favorites from it um but that one by far is my absolute favorite wish list it and they're the ones that i see live streaming it on steam quite a bit as well so if you're interested in watching the developers walk you through it go check that out because so far all weekend i've seen them live every time i've clicked on that page so love it love it love it love it they're all really good, but that one was that would be like how we would do with packs. That was my standout from the ones that I got to play um, out of all of them that I recommend. Um, but I did try this other one too called Aeolus Tournament, uh, which was published and developed by Beyond Fun Studio. If you're looking for just like a, a fun, silly, like multiplayer game, I think you can play up to like six or eight players, and it looks like it's just cartoony, top down. 
um, like you're on an island and you're just trying to kick each other off into the ocean and beat each other up and last person standing kind of thing. So it was like a cartoony. You play with friends. You could play against AI, which is what I did. But if you like those kinds of games, that was kind of a fun one to look up to. Just kind of like a sock them, bash it up with your friends kind of game. Very colorful mm. and, and, and the artwork was... Well done. Um, I didn't play that one for very long because I got the point of it pretty quick. But there you go. Uh, I was like, I don't feel the need to keep playing this for over and over and over again. <laughs> um, and that might that might be it. Yes. Well, I, I want to touch on a few things that you didn't bring up uh, in Quickets, which I was kind of expecting. But I'm, I thought maybe you would throw them in here. But I guess... They separated off at some point, but Nintendo released a bunch of indie trailers, it seemed, like a bunch of games that are coming to their platform. Uh, I just wanted mm. to touch on a few that that kind of caught my eye. Uh, mm. One was from Hello Games. I don't know if you remember oh. them. Yeah. No Man's Sky. The No Man's they Sky released something called Redemption. Yeah, they, they uh, released something or a trailer for a game called The Last Campfire. Now... I would personally... I think I have heard about this, but yeah. At some point, I think this game would have caught my eye. But for whatever reason, when I looked at this, I was like, I've seen this already. The The character design, the mm-hmm. gameplay, everything about it looks so familiar that I'm like, I've seen this. I've played this. I've... I, I don't want to play this anymore. I want something new. I want something fresh. Not the same design, same aesthetic of every other indie game that's trying to sell. Look at what we're doing. We're like this game. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's not fun or won't be fun, but it just looks so familiar. So I'm kind of eh about it. Um, There was one called I Am Dead, which it was just more of an announcement. But the, the design aesthetic reminded me a lot of Donut County. And, and oh, things yeah. like that where they have the animals and the everything. So might be fun depending on where mm-hmm. we go from there. Uh, what was the other one? There was one called Baldo, which seemed like an action-adventure RPG. And if you're familiar with, uh, I guess the best way to put it would be Studio Ghibli films. Uh, the, the, they, the game Nino Cooney that came out, on the PlayStation 3 and they remastered it. It's got that very anime-esque style. This mm-hmm. person seems like they tried to emulate that style or that studio tried to emulate that completely because it looks like that only... It's like, oh, it's it's like Studio Gerbly. It's not quite Ghibli, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's right. there. Uh, and then finally, this was a big announcement, which I was surprised at. But we technically didn't get a release date, but we got a we got a window. Uh, mm-hmm. Cyanide and Happiness's Freak Apocalypse is coming to the Switch. Ah. Summer 2020 is what they said. Just just the Switch. Well, I'm assuming it will be PC and Switch, but they did I give a so. summer 2020. Yeah, you would hope so. Well, if that's it's- good. Because, I mean, that was a crowdfunded thing, so I would hope at least PC is included in that. But now, yeah. there you go. So finally, we're getting uh, a I, for all the people who are, who've been so angry, and then of course they were even kind of uh, I noticed on a message board they were just like, 
we will try our best to accommodate anybody who wants to make that switch. Like if you want, if you had a PC because it was supposed to be PC only and now it's coming to the switch. Mm-hmm. It's like, we are not sure what the logistics are, but if we can, we will, if you want to go to the switch, we'll move you to the switch, but they can't guarantee anything right now. So interesting. I'm, that I'm, they would decide to go to that first. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, it's gotta be both. It's gotta be both. I you would, I would that. imagine, because if you've already been working on this for a few years, and I would assume not for the Switch, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like yeah, you would sure. have probably been closer to the PC one. But what do I know? I don't know. But I'm this. This puts a lot of frustrations to bed. I would hope. We'll see. Yes. Hopefully. But yeah, that's all I got. I, I just know, wanted to touch on a few. Things. I almost forgot about it actually, because yeah, what was it? Three years ago, at least, that I remember playing the demo. 2018, yeah, is when we got to play it. Well, three packs ago then, so however that equates, but yeah. I think it was the first packs we went to. For me, mm-hmm. you might have, because I know you were a backer or whatever. I don't know if you guys no, that was or anything to play. That was kind of the reason I wanted to go over there is because I was like, well, shit, I paid for this. You know, I want to see how you're doing. Let's go check it out, yeah. Is my money going to good places? <laughs> I just wonder... I hope they just didn't keep running into a bunch of issues. Because it seemed like the demo we played. Of course, now I don't know, like, how long the game was supposed to be. Granted, you know, if you're doing the right thing at a PAX, your demo is going to be short. You're going to time it out to, at the most, 15, 20 minutes, which I still think is a little excessive for a large con like that. But the longest it should be. Um, It was playing well. It seemed like they had this story, you know. So, I don't know. I think it might have come down to, and this is just from my own personal experience of creating stuff, you have an idea, and then once you hit this one spot, Started you think of a spread. better idea, and you expand on it, and you're just like, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do here? And then it just, it blossoms, and you're just like, shit, I want to make the best well, Now thing. I got to start. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now you've got to figure out how to do that. Yeah. Well, be patient with them, guys. Looks like at least uh, you're getting some snippet, and hopefully it does still come to PC, because I feel like if that's what you were initially promising, you need to kind of stick to oh, that. Oh, yeah. I have so no doubt it's sure. going to come to the PC. I, yeah. I don't think that's a – it's it's a happening thing. I think they were just saying, we know we didn't announce this initially, but if you if you prefer so maybe that, it'll be we'll, and we'll try – Yeah, we'll try to do that for you if we can. Nice. So. Yep. I mean, Switch has been – one good go-to place for indie if you don't have PC or anything. So I still support it. I support it. Sure. It's what mm-hmm. I really dig about it. If I didn't have a PC, that would be the console I would get, honestly, just for that reason. Because it, it has a lot of indie on it. They do. But yeah, go check out um, that uh, festival on Steam. Go support those indie devs that didn't get the opportunity to uh, do their presentation for the games that they're so lovingly trying to put together and get out there, you know, your passion projects. Um, I only touched on a handful of them. I believe, like I said, there was about 40 plus that you could have checked. And there is a specific indie mega booth section too. So if you want to make sure you're going straight to those obscure ones, uh, go check those out. I highly recommend it. Um, hopefully you get your hands on it. I want to say today is the last day for it. I'm not sure what time they're going to cut it off, but hopefully you've been playing them or if nothing else, I'm sure the tab will still be there and you can look through them, whether you can play a demo or not. You can see which games were to be, uh, to be announced in GDC. Um, but outside of that, that's our show. 
You can uh, hit us up sometime sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash or send an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art that Stephen put so much time and love into. And you can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. You can tell your friends to find us on the Super Mega Crash Brothers, which you can Google and find on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or even YouTube.com forward slash Pencil Paper Productions. And thank you so much for listening. I am Lacey Finley. And I am Stephen White. And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.